Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Body Wisdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Kiara Orbe and Gabby Barboza. Welcome, welcome. We are here live in studio, in studio <laughs> together, recording some some epis for you guys. I'm really excited for this one because. As many of you know, I have been integrating, I feel like just trauma in general has been a big focus in my life since 2018. And it just was such a validating experience for me, a relieving experience for me to learn about generational trauma and kind of make sense of some things, some behaviors, some patterns that were happening in my life personally. And also I I get that trauma is such a dense and heavy topic, but we hope you find this episode helpful because I am so passionate about weaving and Gabby is too, just weaving like physical health, emotional health, nervous system health, because our emotional health is a reflection of nervous system health and kind of help you make sense of like why these physical symptoms are presenting themselves in your body, chronic symptoms, and just bringing it all back to the nervous system. So today I wanted to talk about the ACE study, which some of you may be familiar with. It is the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, and there were over 17,000 participants aged from 18 to 90, I believe. And the results concluded that two thirds of the participants marked at least one childhood adverse childhood experience and one in five March three or more adverse childhood experiences, which says a lot. And Gabby and I were just refreshing ourselves on the ACE study prior to recording. And what was it, Gabby? It was like, it was mostly conducted on white middle-aged, like people with insurance. Yeah, Yeah. People with health insurance. And so you can only imagine just like what it's like for people who aren't in the middle class and and don't have insurance. And I just think that is, wow. Mm -hmm. Like the results were profound already, but if you think of somebody who is, yeah, not as privileged as Mm -hmm. quote unquote that you would say is pretty wild. Yeah. And, and not to compare traumas because I think that's one thing we do with grief as well mm-hmm. as we compare our grief to someone else. We're like, like, well, it could be worse. It could be that, worse. I think that sentence should be banned mm-hmm. from the language of English and yeah. all languages. Oh, it's so invalidating. It, well, at least yes. it's not this. And it's like, no, no, that's not helpful. Yeah, <laughs> not helpful at all. It really, trauma is not so much in the event, but really how it, it leaves your system and the fragments that it causes. And was there an empathetic witness present? Because one person can get into a car accident and walk away completely unscathed while another system, you know, they're left with like and crippled with so many symptoms for the rest of their lives. And they have a different history than the other person. And it just impacts us all very differently, which is why we cannot compare our traumas to each other. But yeah, on the note of trauma, as I just said, trauma is not in the event. It really is how it leaves your system. And and if we do have an empathetic witness present, but say we don't have an empathetic witness present and say that trauma just left us in this state of survival and short-term that is what we need 
it's very protective. We want that survival response to be there. There is the, just like in blood sugar, there are the peaks and the valleys. We want to be able to ebb and flow. We want to have arousal and discharge, arousal and discharge, event and discharge, event and regulation. And if that's not there, then we can get stuck in survival. And then we're left with and swarmed up by stress hormones. And you can listen to our cortisol episode that we just did, because that talks a little bit more about the stress piece and some action steps are in there for you as as well. So like I said, that response is so beneficial in the short term. We need that. I mean, just imagine if like a saber-toothed tiger were running at you, you want some sort of survival response to be in there, whether that's fighting (laughs) the (laughs) saber-toothed tiger, which I hope you don't do, but I hope you at least have the energy to run away, to flee that environment to safety. And that's kind of what our goal is in this work is to help your body feel safe again, because otherwise it is left feeling very unsafe. And then you're going to start noticing all these symptoms start presenting themselves in your body, whether that's, you know, mental, emotional symptoms or physical symptoms, you're noticing more pain in your body. You're noticing extreme exhaustion or just like running off adrenaline. Digestive issues Mm -hmm. are big because what happens when you're stuck in that state of survival all non-essential systems are going to shut off. That's including digestion, reproduction, because your body is like, okay, we need to just focus on keeping her heart beating (laughs) and doing all the necessary functions that she just stays alive because it requires so much energy to digest food, right? Eating, yeah, it's not, you have reserves and it's not essential for survival in the acute moment. And and that's one of the biggest things that I took away from the NTA is that it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. It's what you absorb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are well aware that we need to be in a rest and digest state in order to absorb all of the nutrients that we're taking in from our nutritious foods. And sometimes taking a few deep breaths and taking your digestive bitters beforehand can be enough. But for a lot of the women that we work with, it's not enough. And what I'm noticing is that our thoughts are kind of still racing or it's very uncomfortable to just be still at the table and chewing your food very slowly. It's not something that a lot of us really inherently have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel presence, like yeah. Yeah, the presence, just mm-hmm. the ability to just be, hence why we'll, we're probably experiencing the symptoms that we are. So in our practice, like it's it's not so much about the food. I mean, we emphasize food because we're nutritionists and and that's important, but it's really how you're breaking it down. And that digestive response that we want is not going to come online unless we are in within that window of tolerance. We are in with within our range of resiliency and we are able to stimulate the gastric juices via the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. And so you can do things like deep breaths and maybe vooing before your meals and seeing if that's supportive, but <laughs> it always comes back to this idea of like, I feel like that's like hacking your nervous system Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, you can do these things, but do you actually have that true felt sense of safety on the inside? And now for a quick break to chat about The Nourished Woman. It's Kiara here, y'all. I wanted to drop in to remind you about my four-week online group container called The Nourished Woman. And in case you're new here, this is the third time that we're running it. And I'm so freaking excited because it just keeps getting better and 
better. So this is the space to be surrounded by like-minded women on a similar path as you. This is for the woman who deeply understands that the nervous system is the source of their chronic health symptoms. Understanding that stored trauma and emotions are playing a role in their physical health ailments. So inside of the nourished woman, we integrate both nutrition and somatic healing because both matter. You will also get access to four weekly video lessons with a nourished woman manual that you can refer to throughout the program. And inside of these video lessons are kind of an introduction to what we will review in the four live transmissions on Tuesdays. These are hour long calls where we will go deeper with the information that you learned inside of the video lessons. And on Wednesdays, we will have a somatic workshop where we get to explore our bodies, our nervous systems, and the felt sense on the inside. I lead you through various practices that you can use on a regular basis to get in your body. And on Thursdays, we will have a Q&A or reflection and integration call. And that is where I will answer all of your questions and we will spend some time reflecting on all the information that we learned with our higher brain centers that week and letting it land and integrate into our nervous systems because this is where the juice is. That is where the magic happens. You also get, this part is very exciting, you also get your very own hair tissue mineral analysis and full Monty iron panel in this program included. This is awesome, you guys. These two tests combined can tell you so much about your metabolic health and innate iron recycling system and how we can support your body at the cellular level. I promise you, these two tests have completely changed my life and the life of my clients. So I review these labs for you in a 30-minute video, and you also have the option to schedule a private call if you need further support in addition to the customized protocol that I will send you reflecting these two tests. And you also have access to a community forum where you can connect with the other women inside of the program and where you can also get your questions answered by me. I am so excited y'all. And because you're a listener of the body wisdom podcast, you can use code body wisdom for $300 off at checkout. Enrollment ends at the end of March. I love you. And I hope to see you inside. Yeah, it's not just something to check off yes. your list. And I was talking to Kara earlier about that, like for a little while when I first started everything and even like falling back into patterns because we're not perfect, but taking digestive bitters and, and just like zipping around and not even allowing my body to understand what I just gave it. And then expecting my digestion to be perfect, even though I just zipped around after taking those bitters, I'm sending two very different signals mm-hmm. to my body. Mm-hmm. And one is telling the digestion to turn on and one is telling it to turn off. And if we're not being present with those practices, then they're not going to work. Yeah, exactly. And and presence can feel very, very scary (laughs) for, for those who have felt like they needed to be on alert at all times, even though it's a subconscious response. Like Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many women I've worked with and just people in our audience that like say that they're not stressed and don't feel stressed. And I've had to check myself too, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm noticing these symptoms in my body, but I don't feel stressed, but it's like, Oh, but do I feel at ease? Do I feel safe? Yeah. No. I, a lot of us don't really understand what true regulation feels like in today's world. And that is, it's a big pill to swallow. 
Mm-hmm. Because when you do get a sense of what that feels like, you're like, what have I been doing? Wow. wow. <laughs> Just in awe and wonder of the true regulation that can be experienced in your body. And this comes back to self with a capital S. I think self resides within that window of tolerance. Self can step forward. We can be self-led with all of our parts. And the eight C's of self are just like such a good reminder. Like as if it's anything but these eight C's, you know that you're experiencing some sort of dysregulation or that, that there's a part of you that's coming out and maybe it's an old part that needs some tending to. And so those eight C's are... Yeah, what are they? I was just- <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, curiosity, compassion, confidence, clarity, creativity, calm, connectedness, and gosh, you guys, I always I need to have these it's like, like a post-it note. Okay, which oh, one did you say? Courage. I think. Oh, the courage one is courage. The one I forget. It's a hard one. Yeah, it is a hard one. <laughs> Having the courage to face a stressor. You know, sometimes like I was actually reminded today, listening to a podcast episode about how someone was a health coach in their early 20s and then they started coaching like emotional work. And I was like, wait, this is sounding like a lot like me. <laughs> and they it's were based on a true story. <laughs> and they were avoiding, they were avoiding their own healing. And at the same time, they were receiving coaching support too. And it just comes back to the whole savior archetype. And I could so see that in myself, like growing up, like I was very much like the one who was trying to like regulate and, you know, I'm I'm an older sister too. So I feel like being the oldest has a lot to do with that as well. But Mm -hmm. how did I get there? Courage. Um, Yeah. Having the courage to heal. I think. Yeah. And also just courage in general, like courage to change your daily practice, depending on like who you live with, depending on what your upbringing was, depending on if there's culture change involved in that culture is really big. And if it's going to be completely different than everyone else that's surrounding you, that takes courage to be different. (laughs) Sounds so lame. Courage to be different, but it does. There's a lot of courage involved in changing it because it makes you feel better and that's where yeah we could get into boundaries but I feel like that's another episode that is another episode (laughs) but all that to say presence can feel scary and slowing down can feel scary and so you don't want to force yourself to slow down that's not how it's done Mm -hmm. it happens through co-regulation and regulating anchors and feeling that felt sense of safety on the inside and choosing for yourself, this feels good to just be right here instead of saying, okay, I'm going to just lock you down <laughs> and force yourself to sit down. That's not what we're saying because you shouldn't have to do that within your window of tolerance. You want to be there. It's easy to be there. You can feel connected. If you don't feel connection, then you can assume that you're probably either within that sympathetic nervous system or that dorsal vagal response, which is kind of that shut down, collapsed energy. Like you feel like I I think about this a lot when I'm just like so exhausted for my day. And I think I'm like at rest, but I think I'm just, it's just exhaustion is so different than Mm -hmm. truly resting. Totally. It's a different sensation on the inside because exhaustion is actually very intense if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Collapse is very intense on the inside, but 
I think we see quote unquote bad as, as just residing in the sympathetic nervous system, but that's not true. I mean, not, neither state is bad. I don't, I don't want to say that it's just information. And when you feel that true rest, like even just one hour of that true rest, then you understand like, Oh, this is what this feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's so different right now. I'm actually at a point, like when I got back from Portugal, I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm sure. And I don't know. I was planning this road trip that I'm on currently. And I was just thinking like, is this right for my body right now to continue to travel when I really feel exhausted, absolutely exhausted. And I decided it was right. <laughs> and it is right. It is right. Because I, I don't want to stay in Maine right now and just like spend the the rest of the year in Maine and it does feel right but what happens is even though like it might not be the most regulating I have these practices to bring the regulation in to prevent the burnout I'm not at a stage of burnout I'm just tired mm-hmm. <laughs> and not from like a anything I'm not it's just that my body has been doing a lot mm-hmm. and, and different places and all of that and I can still bring in rest and regulation it's not out of reach and I think for me I've not really understood what regulation felt like until like I was held by someone who was regulated. Yeah. And that's what I, yeah. Cause when you feel the rest, you're like, Oh, and then when you see it, you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like when someone is facilitating you, it's just a different, I don't know, because you're, you're tracking your nervous system. When you begin tracking your nervous system, you actually know what that rest feels like. And you can feel your body discharging survival energy when you're in a somatic experiencing session. And I also want to say like a lot of us may not be on the topic of like, we don't know what true rest feels like. And that's because a lot of us are operating from this functional freeze response Mm -hmm. for those of us who don't know what functional freeze is. It's kind of like pressing the gas and the brake at the same time on a car. Like you just Mm -hmm. imagine how like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> how painful that is we're in this functional freeze response because of the modern industrialized society that we live in today where we're, so much is being asked of us mm-hmm. but we're not able to tap into our bodies and tune into our bodies and say wow like that is way too much and I'm in a phase in my life right now where I'm learning my body's boundaries and I'm really appalled and surprised by how much I've been overriding them mm-hmm. and that's just the honest truth mm-hmm. I didn't really realizes you think you have so much more capacity than you actually do have, especially when you are like driven, you have goals, like especially if you're owning your own business, like so much is on the line, but learning your body's boundaries is going to be so supportive for you in the long run. Before you leave, don't miss out on one of our sponsors. Did you know when we sleep, we're our most vulnerable? This is why it's so important to optimize our sleep environments as much as possible. And sometimes that means simplicity, less chemicals, less EMFs, less blue light. So on top of winding down away from electronics before bed, I like to also make sure my bedding is as clean as possible for optimal hormone balance. And I don't just mean sheets fresh out the dryer. We spend so much time in bed getting rest. I can't remember the exact amount of years we spend in bed, but it's a big number. And unfortunately, lots of fabrics today are covered with hormone disruptors and we don't even realize it. So I've started off by switching my pillows. My favorite body pillow is made by none other than Savvy Rest. It's built with certified organic kapok, 
and kapak is a cotton-like substance that grows from the ceiba tree. These trees can be found in tropical climates from Mexico to, to West Africa. And Savvy Rest believes in utilizing natural resources rather than synthetic materials for our health and, of course, the health of the planet. Savvy Rest body pillows come with an unbleached, naturally colored organic cotton casing with a soft flannel finish. If you'd like to purchase yours today, be sure to head to SavvyRest.com and use code KMW for a discount. Yeah, I remember when I was working in the hospital as a nurse, I was definitely like, I wish I knew all of this back then because I remember feeling it like, wow, there's like, no, I either, I felt that like pedal on both the gas and the brake and I just didn't have words to put to it. Um, Which makes sense because when you're in that response, sometimes you do lose words. And it's just like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I just feel like I can't even sit yeah. And not be thinking. Yeah. Ooh, I love that you said that like at rest, but like the thoughts yeah. are just never ending. This is often like the case of people who say they can't meditate. Mm-hmm. And like, I honestly, that's why I don't like recommending meditation anymore. Like as a first go-to mm-hmm. because yeah, it's not going to be beneficial and supportive if you don't know how to track your nervous system. That's why for me, I got heavily into yoga and it was very healing at the time because I was still doing something like Mm -hmm. I didn't have to just lay there I was still but it put me into a meditative state but in an active way and then Shavasana was the best after that like being able to just rest I could finally just rest in those moments the monkey brain, the the parts of you that feel like it, it's not safe to rest makes so much sense. And we work with that, like from a parts perspective in, in session. And also just, you can do that for yourself on a daily basis too. Like whenever I notice there's a part of me like, Hey, you should be doing something right now. <laughs> like that toxic productivity. You're like so what are you lazy. doing? You're so lazy. Gosh, I hate that word. I don't believe in laziness at all. I don't, all. Believe I don't it think it's actually a thing. I, I think it's just pure exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing in today's world, then something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You it's know, illness, yeah. but giving yourself the permission to rest and knowing that it's okay especially for our moms out there who feel like everything is just riding on them. And that's just not Dr. Gabor Mate was just talking about this in a podcast I was listening to about how the societal stress that rides on women today and how they are expected at the same time to raise children. It makes no logical sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's not your fault that you feel like you're, you're, you're running out of time and time is just flying by. And like, there's just endless things to do. Like that is not, how we used to operate. Yeah. It's not attainable. Mm -hmm. It takes a village. It really does. And that's one of the things that I'm going to prioritize when I do have my family is just making sure I have that community there. I want different adults like in and out of the house Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And it just brings so much co-regulation to my children. I feel like so long as the adults are safe, of course. Yeah. It used to be that like all the adults were raising all of the kids in the neighborhood and it's the nuclear family changed that. And now you can't just necessarily, unless you have that community, you can't just send all your kids to the neighbor's house because there's so much to consider there. There's also, I mean, going back to trauma, there's trauma to consider. Like, will they be safe at the neighbor's house? There's so much more to think about now Mm -hmm. and creating a community is more difficult, but you also deserve it. And you don't deserve to do it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even for the, the the woman who isn't a mom, 
there's still so much there. I think really, if we choose to honor our cycles, Mm -hmm. I feel like we can experience so many shifts just by doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I made actually like a self-care list the other day. Cause sometimes like I can feel like I need to do all of the things in order to feel cared for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I split it up into like my menstrual phase. Let's do, let's just focus on these oh, things. I, love I feel that. like through your face to just focus on these things and, mm-hmm. and ovulation and, and luteal. So I can just like look, look to it if in case I ever need to, but Honestly, if we just take some time to like tune into like, how am I actually feeling today? Which can be challenging to do if you have lived lifetimes out of your body, mm-hmm. right? So we're just slowly bringing and challenging. Yeah. If your cycle is not regular right now, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I feel like this every day, Yeah, no matter where I am in my cycle. And that's when it's really, yeah, just checking in and figuring out of this list, what feels best today. Yeah. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things about trauma is that, as I mentioned earlier, it's in the event. And if we don't have an empathetic witness present, so what's really beautiful about how we can change that, we can have an empathetic witness present. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a friend or a family member or a practitioner to witness you in process, then that can really change the story and the narrative that you have about the trauma that happened to you. And what's like the ideal response from that witness? From that one. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's just the, the witnessing of it. That's mm-hmm. really regulating for some, with someone you feel safe with, with someone yeah. that brings safety. That is an attuned nervous system. Most importantly, mm-hmm. like it must be an attuned nervous system. They're not there to fix anything. They're not there to tell you cheer up Mm -hmm. or everything happens for a reason. (laughs) God, please never say that to anyone ever again. (laughs) They are there to simply witness you in process and hold you and breathe with you Mm -hmm. and maybe tell you that they love you and are there to support you and validate you and just say that it makes so much sense that you feel this way and I'm here. And then that's reflecting back to you, the person experiencing that, oh, like I make sense. And this is not my fault that I'm this way. Can I have some grace and compassion for myself Mm -hmm. and watching the regulation just from that alone take place in your body? That's kind of what I would say there. Yeah. Cause it kind of comes from, well, one of the first times that invalidation happens for a lot of us is when we're children and like say you fall off your bike and your parent runs right over and they say oh get up you're fine you're fine brush it off brush it off that's the first time that you're like wait a minute am I I actually don't feel good but my person the person I love is telling me I'm fine maybe I am fine and then you start to question your Mm -hmm. emotions Mm-hmm. And then we actually, we don't realize how much that actually affects us at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And then we go into life and that's why we tell our friends, oh, you're fine. You're going to get through this. I think it's just trying to make ourselves comfortable. Yeah. And you, and it for a second, like as a kid, you're like, okay, I am fine. And then you recover. But if we can just take a second and Mandy talked about this, I think, but I love when you take a second with a kid and you say, or maybe she didn't, but just like, if this feels hard for you, like you're like, I don't know what to say to somebody. It can be as simple as repeating what just happened. Like for a kid, oh, you just fell. Was that scary? Oh, your knee is scraped up. Some people don't want to bring attention, but that is so healing because you feel seen in that moment. 
So you can do that with your friends too. Yeah. <laughs> and having grace for yourself when you forget to do that too. Mm-hmm. Because gosh, we're undoing so many years. Mm-hmm. We're fixers. We want to fix it. Rewiring. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot, but that is what would happen ideally. And I think that, you know, just to kind of wrap this up. I know that I'm going to traumatize my children in some way. And hopefully that's not, you know, at the, on the larger scale of things. And we're not perfect. We're not perfect. Yeah. But I think having the resources that we do, we can kind of begin to support that. And also, I mean, just at the same time, like I want my children to have their own journey too. Mm -hmm. I want them to have their own experience. I want them to learn just as I'm learning along Mm -hmm. the way. Like this is all a part of it. I want them to, to be able to live and not have like, what I kind of experienced, which was like a lot of sheltering and just mm-hmm. protection. Like, how can I protect my kids at all times? Like, I know that's not ideal either. experience any pain. Exactly. And I would say a big thing is when you do quote unquote, like mess up, even though it's just a human experience, it's not really a mess up. It's you, you can apologize. Yeah. You can do that with your kids. You can do that with your friends. Like once you realize what you said might not have been very helpful. You can go back and say, that was really invalidating. I'm really sorry that I kind of made that seem like not a big deal when for you, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that is really healing to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, thank you. Hearing sorry <laughs> from your parents. Like, Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I can probably count on one hand that happened. Not that I mm-hmm. blame my parents. Like I love you, mom and dad, but yeah, um, yeah that, that is big. So <laughs> We'll leave it at that, y'all. We did want to remind you about our course, Body Basics. So excited. So excited. So it's audio only, but you'll have PDFs too if you're a visual learner. I'm a visual learner and I love just seeing like an outline of things and just the education. It's not going to be something that you're going to be reading for days on end. We want it to be very actionable and help you understand the why behind those actions. Mm -hmm. So the price will be doubling actually. So if you are interested, I would act now. <laughs> yes. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes below, but thanks for listening guys until next time. Bye.